0: lovely people. What's good? Welcome to Sister Chat with Deb B. Living Success Fully. I'm your host, Deborah Benjamin, aka Deb B. And this is a safe space for diving deeply into how transformative change can be a catalyst for building your best life and becoming more of your best self every day. We'll be chatting with some amazing humans, who share their stories and drop gems for motivation and inspiration as you embrace your power and create successful living on your own terms at any age. Let's get into it. Welcome to Working Success with Nicole Charles. This episode is the first of a light-filled three-part sister chat. Reverend Dr. Charles is the Chief Executive Officer for Edgar Case's Association for Research and Enlightenment, Incorporated. She is also my dear friend of many years. Dr. Charles has an enlightening take on work and success. Listen in as she shares her unusual journey through the world of work and how she developed her outlook on success. Let's get to it. So Kiki Charles, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you once again for being with us today, for being our very first guest on the podcast and for sharing your light. I have told our friends a little bit about your background and how you came to be where you are right now in your experience and that we are going to be talking about success and leadership today and how transformative change influences that. Tell us a little bit more about your path to becoming the Kiki that is showing up with us here today
1: well first let me just say thank you so very much debbie for this
0: gift and this honor of choosing me to be a part of this wonderful journey of
1: sister chat i'm really appreciative thank you
0: oh you're very welcome thank you for that i'm all warm and fuzzy now (laughs) (laughs) but that's how i
1: felt when you asked me i'm like oh me So
0: can you just give me that question again, please? Sure, sure. Um, I wanted you to share a little bit more with us about your path to becoming the Kiki that is here with us today. I've told them about some of the things that you shared with me on your resume. And the Kiki that I know that I started with was the amazing slam poet. But there's been a lot of things. Yeah, but there's been a lot of things a lot of accomplishments, a lot of paths that you have yeah. traversed since then. So what if you had to do like your own little fabulous highlight reel, what would you want to talk about?
1: Hmm. I, I think, I think what I would like to tell people um, is where you come from does not submit where you're going. Um, I think I, I was very lucky to have someone to sit down with what I was doing, which was kind of like what a lot of people, low-income communities do, is just make it. I mean, I had tons of jobs. I was a cashier in the daytime. Uh, I was working in clubs, what was the bar or whatever. I was working in the club at night. You know, it, it, it was like I was just trying to make and get money. I didn't have that hustle to, like, be in the street, but I, mm-hmm. I, I just knew, like, I needed to work, but I was struggling. Right. And, and um, one of the one of the customers just had a, a brief conversation with me and kind of said, what are you doing here? You're more than that. Wow. And that was the first time I ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. That was the first time someone saw me, heard me. Mm-hmm. And that was the defining moment of the, the transition of now me, kind of believing that there was more that I could do. So I do believe that there are success sometimes begins with an acknowledgement, whether it's yourself or whether it's someone else, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. there is more to you that you that you see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big piece. I think sometimes people sometimes either get very caught up in the grind. Some people are like I wanna get this hustle. But there are some of us who don't know who we are because we've
0: been just so busy trying to make it day by day. Yeah. Or what we're capable of. You know, right. that those dreams that we have, secret dreams that we have inside can actually come true or can become something. You know, we don't know what it is.
1: I didn't know I could have dreams. That, uh, that's where I came from. Boom. I, not know I could have
0: dreams. That is key for so many of us who are, like you said, in the struggle. Sometimes our parents or those who are in charge of caring for us, they're so busy in the struggle that they don't. Know enough, or or have enough energy to say to us that you know this isn't it. There's Correct. something else Correct. that can happen. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the the you know when we look at generational curses, it's always something that sh- the shock us. But I can only give you what I know what to give myself. Amen. And so I came from a family of black, mm. a poverty of low income, mm-hmm. and so my world was the South Bronx. I knew what it was, mm-hmm. and then you know. There was other things that occurred in my childhood that kind of affected that, but it was a pivotal point that I had a voice. I I moved into poetry, and that was the first time that I had something to say that mattered that evoked emotions from people. So I began to realize that my voice mattered. I came from a religion that suppressed women's voices. It was very conservative Mm -hmm. in how women were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So there was this growth, this this steady. Like now, when I look back, everything was literally a stone to step on to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Then when I was in it I didn't realize that, but now that I am much younger in my years <laughs> I felt like you know, like wow, I everything led up to today, you know, that I am who I am now. I'm leading an organization now. I'm 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 educated. Though I, I was an adult learner, I didn't, you know, go from high school straight into college. Mm-hmm. I had children and then I had to um, I had to work and still survive, but even in, then people saw things and mm-hmm. there was a church. Tr- there was a trajectory. Like as soon as I had an opportunity to enter into my field of work, mm-hmm. success started. It, it was like my life was pushing me towards success, even though I was fearful.
0: So, so there were many catalysts to success yeah. on your journey, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were open enough, I would say, and able to be receptive enough to grab on, to say, yeah, okay, let me see where this is going to take me, or let me, even though there might have been fear involved, you still stepped. You still took the step. I
1: like tasting. You know, when I kind of look at success, to me, it's like a meal. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the bounty. Lovely. And I think... For a long time, I didn't know I was snacking. I didn't know I was saying a little bit and there, or I thought it was so different for me. But when I be also, when I entered into the work world and I began to be around people and I saw reflections of myself in other areas, mm-hmm. I wanted more from mm-hmm. myself. That desire for more, mm-hmm. whether it was the materialistic, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, a little piece of a title, to have nothing and to like move from, from that to become a receptionist was big for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So I heard that there were these steps, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, it was first in a bottomless, it was in a bottom Mm -hmm. basement, sub-basement, windowless, I mean, avenues. It was an entire New York block of a file system. Mm -hmm. And I was down there. And it was only because someone got pregnant and was like, we really like your voice. Would you mind being a receptionist for a little while wow. that into a full-time job. And so there was this, and then it was like kind of like moving up a hill. I got mm-hmm. to see a different view. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like it here and I don't want to go back into the basement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that became my, the catalyst, I would say, for mm-hmm. the movement. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was someone, because that person who, I, who said to me, you're so much more, was mm-hmm. the one who put my, faxed at that time my resume to places, mm-hmm. and this is the place that called me back mm-hmm. so it's like this this sister who saw me mm-hmm. helped me mm-hmm. and i got the job and that's how i started moving up into the world mm-hmm.
0: I, I i feel like you at that point actually had one of your first definitions one of your first manifestations if you will of what success could look like yeah.
1: For sure, right? for sure.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And also and I of who she was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: I wanted that. Because yeah. she was a woman of color. She was a, she was a black woman. She was an Afro-Caribbean woman. Mm-hmm. And I never saw power face to face from a woman. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw working women from the hood going to work in the supermarket, retail, but not, not that power. I didn't see it in my world. Mm-hmm. My mother wasn't that. Mm-hmm. I did, I had strong women, but it was curtailed by a religious context of strength. Mm-hmm. So to see women, this black woman who was working for the state mm-hmm. finance and had like, it was like, what do you do? I just know you have money because of what you drink. Mm-hmm. That's was my, my success was looking at soap that right. was a world I could never be. Just like the fantasy that it delayed on TV was the fantasy that I—I so I didn't think I could get it. Right. So just that opportunity that she believed in me catapulted me into seeing, seeing a different to literally cross the street and know that I didn't have to stay on my side of the street.
0: Yeah, and 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 also it opened the door for transformative change to Doing come. Yourself. Yeah, Very to come much. through and like blow your mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so the receptionist was the start, right? Right. So what was the next memorable catalyst? I know there were many in between, you know, the next step, but what's the next one that you would want to highlight on this amazing reel?
1: There there are so many things, right? When you start looking back at your life Mm -hmm. of these gifts that we got. Mm -hmm. When you get them you don't always know it's a gift. You don't always know
0: it's a blessing, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can show up as what I One of the words that I would use is like a roadblock. There's kind of like in your mind, you say, okay, so this is the way that this is going to go. And then all of a sudden something shows up that's not part of what you saw as the next quote unquote logical steps, right? So some of us would consider that to be a roadblock. So what do we do at that point? And it seems to me that sometimes these roadblocks show up as we get clearer and sometimes closer to what we are interpreting as success or even creating a best life or thinking of ourselves in a better way. So-, so what
1: was my next, my next level of success?
0: <laughs> right. Believe
1: it or not, I got terminated from a job. Ah, At that time was full of shame, but yes. one of the biggest, I wasn't ready though, because I moved, I, I, I wanted to move too fast up the, up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Right. I truly was not ready. Ah, I didn't have the skills that were needed, the, the the sets, the metrics that were in place. I didn't understand about the outcomes. I just thought I'm working. So therefore, this is good. So I was able to articulate and sell myself that it was the vision of who I was. I was not that person I was stating I was. So I wasn't living in my integrity mm. and I was the, the lie of who I was to a, to a, um, to a manager, so I got the job, but it wasn't sustainable because I couldn't be what they needed. It's yeah. kind of like a relationship. I don't want to let it go, but I got to because it's just not serving. Me. Right. And yeah. so I wasn't serving them to the capacity that they were. It helped me. It helped me become humble. It helped me realize I needed to grow some more. But it also helped me realize I didn't want that job anyway. It wasn't a field I wanted. I wanted the title. I didn't want the work that
0: was that uh, the field or the sector that I was moving into. Okay. So it really didn't fit in with your definition of success. No. Okay. Okay.
1: I I bought it because that's what the world told me it had to look like. Uh, And everybody was like, that's where, well, yeah, you need to go for that. It's time. But uh, it really wasn't my time.
0: There you go. Yes. And that is key to so much of what our real success can look like, right? Timing and also being able to be truthful with ourselves about where we are in terms of smart work, not just work, not hard work, smart work. So that roadblock came in. That was really the time for you to examine and, you know, recognize a few things that you needed to recognize so that you could really progress. Right, right. And, and that's when I learned that I was the common denominator. I think a lot of times, and not saying that people don't, you know, in the work working with people takes
1: a lot of work, right? In general, right? Yeah. Just how do I do? How do I keep shifting um, mm-hmm. based upon the personalities and the nuances and who this person is professionally, but right. yet at the same time in a humanistic perspective? Mm. That came. At, at that, that's something that I had to grow into mm-hmm. because I kind of at one time and even the job that I was terminated from take me as I am. It is what it is. And that was the arrogance. That mm-hmm. was the lack of growth that I have to to be fun. Mm. I have to kind of move in the culture that I'm in, not the culture will come with me. It's not going to drive because I stand in it. Right. I have to become a part of a community that I need to kind of get used to also and find my footing in this community. And what are the gifts that I'm going to bring on top of what I'm stating, but really, am I willing to learn? Am I willing to grow? Or do I expect people to kind of accommodate me? Yeah. And that doesn't happen in the job.
0: No. And I feel like a lot of what you're saying here, I mean, gems just all over the place, just gems, right? But this partic- to this particular point that you're making, that acclimating to the culture, instead of becoming a part of it and recognizing that, you know, there are changes that that have to happen with you and as those changes happen with you, you change that, that work culture as well. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But, but you've got to have the, um, the self-knowledge the self-awareness, wouldn't you say? Correct. Yeah, for that to happen. And that
1: self-awareness comes to that point. I'm not saying that people don't do you wrong on the job. And I'm not saying that sometimes the place just isn't for you. Exactly. But sometimes you have to wonder what you need to do and once you do what you do and master you mm-hmm. and go with your best of excellence i don't ever look for perfection but i do look for excellence yes when you go with your best self yeah, then you can see clearer mm-hmm. what's at hand yeah but if you're going in based upon an emotional upheaval which is based upon perspective and your life you will not win because business is not the personal it is getting a job for me to get the I give you what I know so that I can get paid for what I did. Mm-hmm. And
0: we need to kind of move into that, that there's the there's the jobs of passion, mm-hmm. but there's the jobs of
1: sustainability. Mm-hmm. And you have to find which one you're
0: serving. Because a lot of people
1: think they can, it's what I'm passionate about. What you create is going to be the transformation that will change yourself in the world. Mm-hmm. But if you're just working to work, it's not always going to be what you want because it's not yours. Mm-hmm. It's not yours. Yeah. And so it's having that integrity and saying, you know, before, I always wanted to, like I said, adjust to me. It's about me. It's not about you. We got to get a job done. Hmm.
0: This is
1: not a personal thing. Right. Yeah. And it has taken me time to kind of shift into that because I used to, like, look for my jobs to be the answer for my happiness. And I've gotten to this point where it's I'm the happiness is that you are helping me sustain a lifestyle that I want to have. But it is not my soul work. Yeah. And, and I'm not asking you any longer to be my happy place. Hmm. I want the peaceful faith that I can stay and I can work a little longer of the years I want to or what I set up for myself. But I'm seeking a a job that gives me the things that I need to survive in a capitalist society. Mm -hmm. Uh, My happy place, I have had to step outside of myself, of my own fears, my own limitations to say I am now choosing to embark upon what is my divine right in my what I want for the, for the world, but what I want for myself. And I think we, we sometimes use our jobs mm-hmm. as the place to be our happy. It becomes the psychology of who we are. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to have, you know, this was messing with me. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. No, I'm going no. through something right now on my mm-hmm. job. But I have to shift and say, kind of get out of my, my stuff, mm-hmm. my personal, to, get, to just finish the outcome. Because they hired me to do a job. Mm-hmm. And I need to remember that. But what I choose to do is my soul work, and that has integrity. That has the best of me. That has the divineness of me. That is there is no mess up because I'm, I'm I want to give you everything that's the best of me. So even if it's not perfect, it's going to be damn cute for sure.
0: <laughs> Dr. Charles's story really shows how dreaming bigger opens up the possibilities and that roadblocks very often are opportunities in disguise. Tune in for more food for thoughtful action on spiritual leadership as Working Success with Nicole Charles continues in our next episode of Sister Chat with Deb B. Living Success Fully. Our whole word for this episode is a quote from the Honorable Shirley Chisholm, a Brooklynite and the first Black woman elected to the U.S. Congress. At the age of 48, she was also the first Black candidate for president for a major party nomination. Representative Chisholm said, we must reject not only the stereotypes that others hold of us, but also the stereotypes that we hold of ourselves. Hmm, let that marinate for a minute. This episode's declaration was inspired by our discussion with Dr. Charles. I am stepping into my success. I keep dreaming, growing, and winning. I am stepping into my success. I keep dreaming, growing, and winning. I am stepping into my success. I keep dreaming, growing, and winning. Repeat it as is or adapt its positive energy to suit you. Remember, keep your declaration in the present tense and keep it positive. As Dr. Charles said, every experience has led you to where you are today. Keep success in the mix. Plan your glorious future now. you for choosing Sister Chat with Deb B. Living Success Fully for your listening and learning pleasure. I send you peace and blessings wherever you are. Keep divine light in your sight. As some of my Caribbean elders would say, walk good, which means take care of yourself. Until next time, remember, success is yours. We are the dreams of our ancestors realized. You are a miracle at your age.